0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Woke up this morning into my car to start my day.
0: First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrive, he treats me like commodity. Give me a stack on his interconnect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20... Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer-perceived value, which comes from customer outcomes and everything related to it. Today, I am thrilled to have Ian Bauer. Ian runs Graphic Rhythm, uh, and company that helps small businesses and digital agencies um, implement better graphic design in their business. Ian, welcome. Thanks for having me. Did I describe it close enough? Yeah, that's it. You got it. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Graphic Rhythm and your business.
1: Sure. So uh, at Graphic Rhythm, we like to think of ourselves as uh, kind of like a full stack design agency. Uh, We pride ourselves on basically listening to our customers and then uh, providing solutions and being there for them, you know, based on their feedback. So uh, we've got a variety of different things that we could do for customers to help them achieve whatever their goals are and whatever cycle of their business they happen to be in. So that's kind of our overarching idea.
0: Okay. And I'll put in the the pitch uh, at graphicrhythm.com uh, if people want to learn more. Um, we'll we'll have you give that at the end too, but I don't like to have people wait all the way till the end to figure out how to <laughs> get a hold of you. So um, talk me off a ledge here. I'm a grumpy old man. Uh, I did a whole lot of marketing, corporate marketing in my past, and um, I have this grumpy old man get off my lawn aversion to marketing that is too tricky by half, right? Uh, I think it's got to be, marketing has got to communicate uh, your out, your, the outcome, communicate to the customer, not only your features, your benefits, but more important, your outcomes. And uh, attention arresting, attention getting is nice, but tricky and um, award seeking is gratuitous. Talk me off a ledge.
1: Well, so I don't know that I need to talk you off the ledge because I do agree with some of that, but it's, but the attention getting part to me is a symptom of our environment in the world that we live in and, you know, the way that we're interacting with customers. And so, you know, you could, you could be dying to communicate the outcome, but I, th- I think that unless you're getting their attention, then you don't even get a chance to play. Um, and so Um, and it could be that getting the attention is communicating the outcome, you know, and there has been some definitely like dynamite ads, uh, that I've seen that have done a fantastic job of focusing on that outcome right away as the attention getter. Um, you know, so yeah, I think that, you know, getting attention, you know, uh, and you said tricky stuff. And I I think I kind of have an idea of what you have in mind when it comes to, you know, kind of tricks, but, um, for the most part, I feel that getting attention is important so that you can share your message. So, yeah,
0: yeah I'm, I'm 100% supportive of the Cadillac ad, which shows this beautiful, shiny car rolling down on a banded street at night, uh, light shining off of the concrete canyons, and the car pulling up to a nightclub, and the people, happy people, jumping out of the car and skipping beyond the velvet rope because you're special. I get, I get that Cadillac is looking for that young urban achiever, and so positioning yourself. Uh, what I don't get is Danica Patrick advertising GoDaddy. Uh, it's attention getting, but it doesn't. I, I'm not connecting it to a customer outcome. And it might be great advertising. It might, uh, and I think you're right. It it connects it connects, it gets attention and maybe that's what you have to do in a Super Bowl ad before you get people to figure out what GoDaddy actually does. But um, like I say, I'm, I'm a grumpy old man and I want to get to that customer outcome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in that case, it might be, I'm not so familiar. I'm not as familiar with that commercial, but you know, to me, that's a confidence play. Um, Man, I recently had that happen to me. I'm usually immune to those confidence, like Like if this person is doing it, then that's going to influence my decision to do it. I typically, or at least I like to think I'm kind of immune to it. And it happened to me recently and I don't have it uh, handy to remember what it was, but like, but I was cognizant of it where, um, you know, like I saw somebody that I admire and appreciate using a thing that I happen to be shopping for. And it pushed me, it was like the nudge I needed just over here, you know, like instead of going down the route of the competitor, um, and, and but I, the, what was unique to me for that experience is that was probably one of the first times where I've been cognizant that I was being influenced in that way and that this was a, a, you know, a thing that helped me make the decision.
0: Yeah. So getting back to graphic design as a way to further your goals. I mean, you work with small businesses who don't have that sophisticated uh, ability to do sophisticated graphic design. So what is it that you bring to your customers to your clients that they couldn't get other places?
1: Well, so that depends on what they're trying to get. Um,
0: That's actually a great answer, but keep going. Right,
1: yeah, so it depends on what they're trying to get. A lot of our clients tend to be either new businesses or uh, older businesses that that are taking their design more seriously. Um, and they typically come to us with problems like I need a logo or I need a website or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And what makes us different is that we try and get to like the reason behind it. Like, what do you think a website is going to help you do? What do you think a new logo is going to help you do? What is it not doing for you right now that you wish that it was doing for you? You know? Um, and so a lot of our processes, uh, for, 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 you know, more of our uh, hands-on services center around identifying those things, like a good discovery and having uh, conversations about what their goals are and, and things like that. So that when we go to design, um, we're not like creating me too designs. There's a tendency in a lot of design uh, solutions for things like a logo, we use the logo as an easy example for a client to say like, here's all the things I like, can you make me something like this, right? And that's as far as we go but we really don't like that approach. We much prefer to say, okay, tell me about your company. Tell me about your brand attributes. Who is your customer? And then we ask ourselves, okay, who is this company being? Um, and what that means is we often find that companies are being different, different kinds of industries. And that helps us design unique and interesting designs for them.
0: Yeah. I've, I've gone through that before. And um You know, even some of the the websites say here, here's, you know, 50 different designs. Tell me which 10 you like best. And uh, oh, by the way, if you want to put your brand guidelines in, you can, which seems backwards to me. And so I think you're absolutely right. You have to find the need behind the need. What are you trying to accomplish? What is the the customer outcome that you're trying to achieve? And um, you actually get to live in the world of your customer's customer, because that logo is viewed by the customer's customer to grow the customer's business. Um, So how deep do you dive into that that customer's business so that you understand the customer's customer so that the logo has the maximum impact?
1: Right, so one of the things that we do in a lot of the designs we create uh, particularly, and, and this would be a good time to mention, like we work in two different ways, um, pr- like very broad groups. One of those ways is your you, the client, are, are the creative director, and we just act as a production designer. But then the other way is like full service, creative direction, hands-on discovery calls, you know, things like that. So when we're doing that, when we're doing discovery sessions, one of the exercises that we go through is a transformation analysis to help us understand who, or, or yeah, so this is our clients, clients or or customers who, uh, or what their product helps their customers to become. And that's a mouthful to just, so just to help articulate here, we recently worked with a brand that sells, um, like hat accessories, uh, and, you know, it's easy to get stuck. Like, okay what do these things do for the customer? But what we really wanted to know was who, who does the customer become when they use these accessories? And we uncovered all these things, like they become stylish. Uh, they become a trend center, et cetera. They become uh, you know, all these ideas around being unique. Um, and so we incorporate that and that, and that helped us craft a transformation for this company where we said, okay, so they're not being a hat accessory company. They're being, more of like a fashion company. They are being more of even like a race car, um, high speed, you know, live by the seat of your pants kind of company. And the logo and visual identity that we developed for them very much looked like that with all these like, you know, highly stylized
0: uh, imagery and and things like that. Ian, that's exceptional. And you use the word transformation. I use the word customer outcome. Uh, I think, it doesn't matter that we're using different words for understanding what the customers customer wants to become. Um, I, I think that's brilliant, and, and who they who they are, what they in consumer marketing, it is who they want to become, how they want to feel, how they want to feel about themselves. In B two B, maybe the word outcome seems a little bit more appropriate, but in business to consumer products, I I love that transformation. Um, I'm, I might have to use that.
1: Uh, so the, the transformation is, is a tool adapted from, I think, uh, Brian Dice over at uh, Digital Marketers. And we adapted it to suit us. But the idea behind it is we look at five dimensions, transformation dimensions. What do people have before and after? What do they feel? How does that affect their average day? What is their status among their friends, family, and peers? And then what are their beliefs before and after interacting with your brand, your product, your service, whatever it happens to be. So that's how we uh, utilize that.
0: And so it it becomes graphics and graphic designs is one of the few ways that you can quickly communicate some of that stuff without getting bogged into uh, a multiple minute advertisement or webinar. Uh, what are some of the tricks you use to try to create that emotion, that mood?
1: Well, so the the first thing that we always want to, well, not always, but in most cases, uh, we want to create a feeling of confidence. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm, I always preach that the way that you look visually, your graphic designs, the imagery you use, the way your website is laid out, is similar to how you are dressed for an interview when it comes to getting somebody's business, you know? And so if it's inconsistent or if it's poorly done, then there could be a customer confidence issue. So that's the first thing is looking at customer confidence as, and just making sure that it's a well-done design. Um, And then besides that, it's, you know, uh, communicating as much as possible, um, you know, appropriately Using the visuals uh, in whatever whatever it is that we happen to be creating. So sometimes those include words or copywriting. Uh, sometimes they don't, you know. But we want to be able to communicate the point, um, you know, in our graphic design. So, you, you know, that could mean for us, it's like uh, you know we have to consider obviously the visual identity of the brand that we're working with. You know, some of our brands, for instance, don't like us using stock photos. You know, so we have to do hand illustrations and things like that, but um, communicating the point as quickly as possible is typically the key.
0: Um, and there's very few things that do that as quickly and effectively as a well-designed graphic. Uh, and very few things that interrupt your brain and send you off in a wrong direction, faster than a bad design, a poorly designed graphic or a poor, maybe beautifully designed, but poorly conceived.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That could be part of it. Um, uh, So the creative direction behind a lot of our designs also typically involves a copywriter or a strategist so that we can make sure that uh, the concept is coming through, you know, correctly.
0: Yep. And so um, you have, how does content play in with the graphics Um, or, uh, it, I, I know that you're you're involved in uh, content. You know, you've got a, a website about content. Tell me, tell me how that plays with uh, graphics.
1: Um, or does well? It? <laughs> well, certainly it does. You know, I think it depends on the content, obviously. But you know, for instance, um, we always make sure that we include uh, a lot of images and diagrams and things like that in something like a blog post um uh and then you know for obviously like social media posts there's a variety of different things and that's why i kind of hedged earlier because we actually have a few brands where their brand is to be um kind of like super casual and not very uh confidence inducing you know it's it's like meme meme kind of stuff you know and so but at least it's
0: it's consistent across the brand so tell us a story of a client who came in asking for one thing and you helped them expand their vision of what they, what they did and how it turned out expect uh, how it turned out uh, better than they had originally expected, or at least met their highest expectations.
1: Yeah. So um, we've got a few uh, kind of cool stories about that. I shared one earlier with the hat accessory brand and, um, we're working with one brand right now, and um, so the idea behind this brand is they they want to uh, create change in the world around uh, global initiatives, you know, environmental impact, and things like that. And initially, the uh, there were some, we're, we're creating their visual identity, uh, and the initial ideas around it were. Um, I guess I would say kind of like, uh, there were a lot of good ideas, but not a lot of good direction and how to go with it. And so, uh, we were able to basically, you know, deep dive into who would be impacted by this, who, who would see this and, and, um, you know, like who would they become if they interacted with this brand and this brand could sell, you know, physical products And ultimately what we came up with is that they wanted to become a status symbol for uh, these customers. And so it it directed us into creating a logo type that's more of a seal or a badge, uh, you know, that could be used as a stamp of approval, you know, and things like that. So that ultimately the customers could wear it as more of a status symbol or a flag or a a status indicator, you know, maybe that's on shirts or just proud to display the logo logo. Uh, as part of a movement. And so that's something that, um, you know, the client I don't think was expecting to go in that direction, but uh, you know, by going through this pro- process, we were able to design a logo and visual
0: identity that helps achieve that goal. You know, I, I think that's that's really laudable Ian, because um, I think the secret, I, I talk about it this way, uh, where you have to understand the customer's business And customers think they know what they want, but they aren't experts in your business and how you can help them. And so you have to understand their business, their aspirations, uh, because you're a better guide to how to get them there. Uh, You know your solutions and what is possible. Um, And they may not have been thinking of that status symbol or that badge until you help pull it out of them um they that wasn't an outcome they were thinking of for themselves until you introduced it to them and at that point they said yes that is the outcome that i want um that's not a graphic design trick that is a discovery and uh, consultation trick
1: yeah right exactly and so, and that, that's really a lot of what goes on in graphic design i mean whatever we're delivering the, you know, it, it it's just, a, it's just that it's a deliverable, it could be anything, you know, and it, it I think that um, there's an expectation that it's going to be high quality and well done and so on and so forth, you know, but in order for us to exceed expectations, we have to go beyond just that deliverable um, and really kind of like drill down into what people are really looking for the reason behind the reason, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Uh, and what are you going to, what, how do you want to grow your business using this? Uh, not how do you want to plunk it onto your website, but how is it going to grow your business? And um, I, I think that is, that is subtly missed by a lot of companies and a lot of business. Do you, do you find that that's fairly rare in the graphic design uh, business or is that,
1: um, so I, yeah, I do. You know, a lot of, uh, graphic design has become kind of commoditized, uh, over the years and it's, that's driven by consumers kind of undervaluing it, I think. Um, and so you see a lot of solutions that are very, very cheap out there, uh, or, you know, these like crowdsource solutions. And, um, to me, you know, if you want to go that route, By all means, you know, it could be that exactly what you're looking for is out there. But if you are trying to build something that's a little bit more sustainable, a little bit more long-term, and that is going to be able to grow, then I think that, um, you know, not going with a commodity is going to be in your best interest. Uh, And so, uh, you know, to me, I don't see a lot of graphic design agencies and teams. I mean, certainly you know, definitely at the higher levels, they're all doing it, but at the level that we typically play at, you know, which is low to middle of the market, you know, new, smaller businesses, you don't see a lot of this hands-on approach going on. So, um, we're happy to bring that.
0: So how does, how do you structure a business to do that cost effectively, profitably and effectively for, for that? You know, it's, it's pretty easy when you're dealing with a big enterprise customer, there's, um, you can put a lot of resources towards getting a great result, but how do you do that uh, at the efficiently at a medium and lower end? Cause that, that sounds kind of tricky.
1: Yeah, it is tricky for sure. Our systems and processes help a lot with it. Um, you know, just being able to streamline it. Uh, we also package our services. Uh, and so that helps a lot. So instead of Everything being custom all the time, uh, we actually package our services so that when if you if you go forward with us, it's like this is a specific thing. We know exactly what all the deliverables are. It's all ready to go, um, and our team can and jump in pretty easily and start working through the, through those deliverables without um, having to have a lot of consultations and calls and things like that to you know keep things moving.
0: So it's uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of consultation to make sure you understand the customer's business, but not on what the deliverables, what the project looks like, and who who steps in at the project at, on the project at what point.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So for like a for like a logo and visual identity package, you know, we have a kickoff discovery call, um, and that's usually about an hour and a half long. But then from that from that point on, you know, each step is uh, you know. We've talked about it ahead of time. We've set the expectation ahead of time. Our team knows exactly what's going to be delivered in each of the steps that follow. And so the calls then with the client, it's usually an, a couple of 15-minute calls to get to the end um, with something that they really enjoy.
0: That's great. What did we forget to talk about that you really want to make sure that people know? Um,
1: I don't think there's anything. I think we pretty much covered it.
0: Uh, you know, I I want to just reiterate that uh, graphic design is, it's as you said, it seems like an afterthought to a lot of people, but it's a lot more important and it can have a much bigger impact on uh, customers or one of your clients' business. Uh, and almost especially at the medium and lower end, um, where a big company can overcome a lot just by spending a lot of advertising money when you're small that graphic design can do a lot of heavy lifting in the minds of your customer
1: yeah I, I agree with that and I've um, I've said to clients before that there's this idea of essentially hacking authority by being uh, appearing bigger than you are by you know when you show up to somebody's website you don't know, how many clients they have you don't know how many products they sell all you know is how they appear and the way that they interact with you visually and so you could appear to be bigger you can appear to have more authority than maybe you feel as a business you know and you could kind of hack it in that regard so i definitely agree with that
0: cool so i'm going to ask you again because i like that i'm going to delete that time we asked before how do people get a hold of you if one want to learn more
1: uh, they can go to graphicrhythm.com or they can get in touch with us via support at graphicrhythm.com.
0: Cool. Uh, get a hold of your team. If somebody wants to get a hold of you directly, how do they do that?
1: Uh, believe it or not, the best way is to email support at graphicrhythm.com. I'm usually in that support portal answering questions alongside my team. So I'm there and I answer questions. So.
0: Super. You are You are the man
1: behind the curtain. I I often am.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Ian, thanks very much. I appreciate your time, uh, your insights today. And thanks everybody for joining us on the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means that business is more like brain surgery than you might have thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy, cause value's in your buyer's brain If you're selling on only your features, you're gonna drive over you insane And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues Cause you'll be singing those old, don't know value, blue, blue, blue